Welcome to the Bippity Boppity Bankrolls podcast. My name is Alexis Boyette, and I am a motivational speaker, business strategist, and former nationwide CEO. I am here to help you uplevel your mindset, your magic, and your money through personal evolution and intuitive alignment. So if you are looking to live a happier, more abundant, more fulfilled life, you are in the right place. My goal in this podcast is to inspire you to transcend your limitations and become the next best version of yourself. I know you will get so much value from this podcast, so thank you for pushing play today. Now let's dive in. Hello, magic makers, and welcome to the Bippity Boppity Bankrolls podcast. I am so excited because we have a very special guest with us today. We have an entrepreneur, someone who has accomplished great success in not only the children's party entertainment industry, but also as a coach in our industry as well. So this is Ziv. Welcome, Ziv. Hi, how are you, Bippity Boppities people? Hi, thank you for listening <laughs> and thank you for having me, Alexis. Absolutely. I'm so happy to have you here because I know we just recently connected and it was incredible because I was just searching for anybody in the industry that might be providing value to children's party entertainers. And I found you not on just one site, but on many sites. So can you tell me a little bit about your experience in our industry, how you got started and the businesses that you run now? Yeah, for, for sure. So first of all, I want to say I was actually very impressed by what you're doing and how you created this tribe of people that are really passionate about parties and about uh, like the, the specific type of entertainment that comes with with party uh, people and princesses and, and, and fairies and all of that. And this is a, a key part of kids entertainment. And another uh, part of it is, uh, is uh, with uh, performing and with shows and with magic and a lot of times you could actually do many of these like you could even venture out into balloons and and so my journey actually started with honestly just liking li- li- liking to you know, to entertain kids of my family like like my my wife uh, uh, family is pretty is quite large and every time uh, there were a family gathering i found myself trying to play games with the kids and, and make them laugh and just 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 uh, entertain them. I didn't have a lot of material back then. It was just like some sort of a natural um, ability to communicate with them and to enjoy uh, having like play, like uh, doing some games with them and whatnot. And uh, like uh, one thing led to another and I found out that you could actually learn to become a magician and I started to build a, a magic show and to read books and, and watch DVDs about it. And, um, and, and I, I got uh, lucky uh, in a way because I was actually in Tokyo in Japan where um, it's quite okay, considered okay to perform in the streets. And I tried to perform my magic in the streets of Japan, not knowing to speak Japanese, but just with, uh, verbal, uh, like non-verbal communication, I was able to uh, get their attention and 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 enjoy the 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 the, the applauses and whatnot. And when I came home to where I live, which is in Israel, um, I just uh, started to share my my passion for for magic with my friends and my colleagues. Uh, back then, I was actually a software developer. And one thing led to another, and I was started to be getting the question, which is like, can you do my birthday? Can you do my kid's birthday? And I just, it started as a hobby, 
turned out to be a hustle, like a, a part-time thing that actually makes me money on the weekends. And at some point I started to, I actually was contacted by a friend that was uh, running an agency, a ferry agency. So she was a really big agency with 21 uh, ferry entertainers that were all basically doing uh, kids entertainment and they all did the same activity, the same games. It was just like a, a business success. And she told me, uh, why are you charging so little? Why, why are you not charging as much as you should? And I was shocked that uh, actually that might be a bad thing in terms of the relationship with the client to, to undercharge what the market expects. And she, she told me she had uh, like someone that she sent to book me and they were uh, afraid to book me because they were so cheap. So I started a journey of learning uh, sales and negotiation and raising my prices twice a year. And it took a few years, honestly, but at some point I got to the point where I actually charged the most in my area. And, and like more than very, very experienced professional magicians. And I just did it as a, as a, like as a part of my journey of, of improving my service. I, every time I raised my fees, I, I also improved the service in some way. So I, I did a lot of add-ons and packages, which all were included into like the service. And, and it became kind of a monster in terms of value. And at some point, I, I was brave enough to leave my, my full-time job, my day job, and become a full-timer entertainer, and uh, really went all in with that. And uh, a little bit later, I started to feel like I need to give back to the community, I need to, because I was getting so many advices from friends and from podcasts, and I was listening to the Magician Business Podcasts, and it was so valuable, I thought, I had to I had to reach out to these people to these podcasters and I had I have to kind of like wh wh where you're at uh, in a way um, and I turned I I contacted uh, Ken Kelly and Julian Mather who were uh, the podcasters behind the Magician Business and they suggested that be that because of all the value that I bring to the event including like a, a video summary that I was creating for each event as a gift they said come over to our show and be interviewed in our show. And that experience led to me realizing like, I need to do more of this. I need, I need to create a podcast of my own. And uh, this is like a long story, sorry for the long answer, but then I created Balloon Artist Podcast, which turned into uh like uh, into a Facebook group uh, called Balloon Artist and turned into a college, like a school called balloonartistcollege.com. And at that point, uh, which was 2018, uh, I was contacted again by the guys behind Magician Business and they said, you should buy our business from us. Uh, you should uh, step in as, as, as a teacher and uh, for us and then and then buy buy the business from us and and i did that so from 28 2018 i was also uh, like 2019 i started to run and operate kids entertainer academy which was the school of magician business podcast and kids entertainer podcast so suddenly from being a full-time entertainer i became a podcaster with three podcasts and two online schools that were becoming 
very successful financially. And around uh, that time, I started to realize that people need help specifically with their businesses, with marketing, with sales, with processes, with automations. And they needed one-on-one help. They didn't need just the information. Information is very important. Online courses are, are a great way. Great way to catapult your business into the future, but sometimes it wasn't enough because they weren't implementing. They needed hand holding. They needed uh, spoon feeding. They needed some ass kicking. Actually, uh, they needed some some mirroring, like reflection of of where they are stuck. And I was actually I didn't plan to become a coach. I was called to become a coach by my by my my students and by my tribe members and my audience. And that uh, took off tremendously. Like nowadays, it's pretty much all I do. I I just meet entertainers, balloon decorators, balloon twisters, circus performers, mentalists, magicians, all sorts of of people in the event industry. That's how I I know uh, you'd like to look at it as the party industry. I like to look at it as the event industry. It's It's exactly the same thing. It's just a different name. And uh, and and I I help them figure out marketing and sales and and whatnot. That's amazing. And it, you know, you you touched on so many important key points. And I'd like to circle back and say one of those key points and one of the biggest factors in making sure that a children's event entertainment company or a children's party entertainment company is successful is inconsistently raising your prices. And I see some, you know, princess party companies and character entertainers keeping their prices at like $160 for an hour performance. Now that was acceptable in 2010 when I started princessing, but it's been 13, 14 years now. And inflation applies to all businesses, you know, gas prices go up, food prices go up. And so to be charging the same amount that people were charging 13 years ago, 14 years ago, is absolutely absurd. And it's, you know, undercharging is the reason that many children's party entertainment companies never make it. Now, that being said, I've gotten a lot of pushback on that, because some people feel like, you know, they don't want to be too expensive. They don't, they want to be affordable, they want to be feasible for all types of families. Now, I 100% respect that mentality. However, I do understand that you're running a business, you're trying to make a living at making magic. And by doing that, you need to understand how to price your services accordingly and appropriately to be able to make sure that your business is successful and that your business puts food on your table and that your business continues to thrive. If you want to do charitable performances, if you want to be able to provide value to families that cannot cannot afford it, then you can always, you know, do once monthly charitable performances, you can always nominate a family, you know, you can work with a nonprofit, you can have a nonprofit section of your business that handles, you know, providing value to people that can't afford it. But to be able to to only make a company based on, you know, trying to be affordable for everyone, you're never going to last. I think that uh, you're absolutely right. You're you're uh, hitting it on on the nail, and uh, I think that um, on on the one side, uh, I respect the market. Like I respect how powerful it is to to be priced well in a way that actually people uh, can talk about you and say, "Oh wow, this is so such such so so much value for for what you offer." 
and uh, and I, I i i i visited the dark side of raising your fist too many times like at some point it became uh, just uh, people were very upset uh, about uh, my price point at some point and 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 i should have uh, you know controlled that but i just got too busy with uh, coaching at some point so that i didn't have to um but i think that um, raising your fees once you once you force yourself to do it at a certain time point like once a year or twice a year it just forces you to build a better uh, service to listen to your client to understand better what they actually want maybe provide some more values provide some more props provide more kodak moments more more photo opportunities provide more types of entertainment there's so many ways for us to to add value like i remember uh, back when i was doing this i've added personalized invitations and then i added on top of it a, like a personalized video that was an invitation and then a summary video and then like uh, a, like a, a sign for the door of the birthday so that when people show up they know exactly it's the right house and some balloons on it and like i kept on adding at some point i even added a box for the shoes because a lot of the kids liked the idea that they walk into the house they take off the shoes and they put it into the box and then uh i've created like i i did a sign with the birthday kid's name on it and uh, on top of the box so everyone knows you know in timmy's birthday that they need to to visit that box now creating the box or the sign that's like a one time fee maybe another few cents for printing it out every time and it's not a lot of time but it's value for all of my clients so it justified when they were hiring me they didn't hire me just because of the 30 minute uh, bit or the 60 minute bit they they hired because they heard good that it's good value they saw in an event and so on so i think that by charging more money it just forces you to build a stronger relationship that is that brings more value as well and i think it's a win win because the client actually wants to get a lot of value from the event they they only celebrate once a year maybe a few times a year if you're lucky so i i totally agree that uh, uh that uh pricing uh according to the value that you bring is is a very powerful habit absolutely and also creating pricing based off of your minimums every single year so what expenses do you have going out how much is inventory costing you have you factored in the depreciation of the inventory that you're spending on each party and how how do you charge your hourly wage you know how long does it take you to contact a client book a client you know follow up with a client how much is your time really worth and are you making sure that you're being paid appropriately not only that but you know going back to you mentioning adding value i think when you start to finally charge your worth you also have a sort of energy about you whenever you're speaking with your clients where you like you said you start to genuinely care about your your value and what your clients want so at the end of the day you know you can have so many different offerings that you provide to your client now that you're charging x amount of dollars but now you're also taking the time to really listen to each individual client to really find out what it is that they want how you can help them because sometimes clients really just want to pay for someone to be there for them and help them through the party planning process you know that has been the biggest influence that i've seen in also being a character entertainer but also being an event planner because 
you know, parents have so much going on. They're so overwhelmed. They want to know that they can rely on you to help them with this party planning experience, not only by providing the entertainment. So, you know, when you can give that one-on-one -on -one attention to your clients, you can be there for them whenever they need you. You are not only attracting a different type of clientele, but you, because your prices are higher, you're not going to just be for everyone. So that way, the people that do purchase from you are going to get that attention. They are going to get that value and that care to where you're going to be able to build a lifelong relationship with this client and probably continue to sell to them all year long. However, if you have a low ticket offering and you're just selling to everybody and anybody, you're not going to be able to build that connection with them because you're going to be just making $30 a party, turning out so many parties. And yes, you might be working a lot, but your depreciation is going down and you're not going to be able to build a relationship with all of those clients because you're so busy making $30 a party that, you know, people don't get that one-on-one -on -one attention. They don't get that care. So there's really something to be said about being a professional children's party entertainment company, as well as an event planner and raising those prices and associating that raise in price with your value and how much care and contribution you give to each client. Love it. And uh, at some point, uh, as a character entertainer, you can actually raise your fees by just introducing a new package. So you can still keep your current fee for the, the minimal size package, but just offer a couple more packages. Um, and, and if you craft them well, like we call this package crafting, if, we, if you craft your package well with value, um, then people will actually just naturally gravitate towards uh, the package. And as a result, they will pay you more and you won't feel bad about charging them you know, more than what you're worth or whatever. Absolutely. And actually, it's funny, just because this past year, I've actually taken all of my students away from packaging. And I've just said, you know, you're an event planner, and you're also a character entertainment agency. This is your flat rate fee. So like $300 is just the 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 fee to be able to work with the event planner. And that commission goes directly towards the person that's booking the party. So the character entertainment agency, the event planner. And then from then on, they work with the client individually to make sure all their needs are met, providing the invitations, giving them referrals for decorations, other vendors, etc. And then they also act as a character entertainment agency. So that way, when they book their performers, they can say, okay, this client wants you to do this, this, and this, you know, you're not providing a package because this is what they want. They want you to do balloon twisting. They want you to do a storytelling. They want you to do photo ops and they want you for this amount of time. What would you like to be paid for this experience? And then you ask your independent contractors how much they want to be paid. And then if you are the one that's supplying the, the supplies to that performer, that contractor, then you factor in that as an expense. And then you let your client know, okay, this is how much it's going to be for the character. And this is how much the deposit will be towards the agency, whether you're booking this independent contractor out through your company or through somebody else's company. And then you make sure that the independent contractor is then set, uh, accountable for their payment separately as well. And by doing this, not only do you reduce the amount of risk that you're taking by just acting as a character entertainment agency, but now you're actually saying, okay, I'm making $300 upfront for booking this party and I get to spend all of my time with the client because they are my client and this is my responsibility to make sure that this party is successful. And then you know, the entertainment is separate. So I've, I've taught my students not to just package, but to actually listen to each client and then act as a event planner and an agency. So that's something new that we've been doing. And, you know, some of my students have had really good success with it. And some of them are still transitioning into it because they're so afraid of this new business model. But I say, hey, 
this increases your profit, it reduces your expenses, and it reduces your risk. And this is also like a brand new niche, a children's party entertainment event planning niche that not many people are moving into. So this is also going to separate you as an expert. Uh, absolutely. If you're the event planner, then you want to you want all your vendors to be paid exactly for the by the hour, and you want to be the one person that is paid by the value of uh, of you organizing the event uh, end to end. Uh, so or, or, or the content uh, in the event, the entertainment in the event. So absolutely, I agree. Amazing. So, and, and I know that we are kind of caught on time today because you have another meeting after this, but I would love to talk more about your experience in marketing and how, and this is a question I get, you know, by a lot of my students, how can someone increase the amount of email subscribers they're getting to their website and, and how many people are actually engaging with their content through email? So first I want to touch about why this is so important. Um, I, I actually consider this uh, one of the of the leading uh, uh, foundation for in in marketing in 2024. I, I wrote a report about uh, the prediction of where is the market going and and uh, um, newsletters and emails to, to your past clients and to leads, even if they didn't book you, is it just it's just ridiculously strong as a way to grow your business. I used to say from observations, uh, from coaching, that just doing newsletters will increase your business by 10% annually. And then I noticed that some of my clients actually doubled their business just by doing newsletters. So it is a real thing, especially um, if your service is good and people and you know uh, just want to book you again then uh, the chances are really big for someone that already love you that they will book you again if you keep on being top of mind. Now, um, if you didn't start yet, just start immediately. Uh, the moment when they book you, that's a magical moment where you can ask them anything, including the question which is like, okay, what's your email address? So don't be afraid to ask that question. In the moment of the booking, they really don't mind. Now, that will create an email list of leads and of, uh, of of bookers because also when they ask for a quote, they, again, they want something from you so they don't mind giving you their email address. If they contact you, no matter in what channel they contact you, SMS, text, WhatsApp, uh, email, messenger, uh, DM, right? Uh, wherever they are contacting you, you just ask them and they love answering that question. They don't mind. So, that will create a, an email list that is already growing. Actually, it's already a good, strong email list. What I mentioned before about results with email marketing and nurturing relationships with your tribe, with your audience, and sending newsletters, which is actually not that difficult to do these days with all the tools that are out there, uh, like ChatGPT and like uh, the, the the resources uh, specifically for newsletters. We, we even created like an, a newsletters course that includes uh, uh, like 40 uh, pre-written newsletters for you for once a week that you can use. So um, so it's 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 something that uh, is very powerful. It will make you money. It, it it is an opportunity to shine. People actually read it. I remember many of my clients contacting me, booking me, rebooking me for another gig, and then telling me 
hey, what did happen uh, eventually with this and with that? Like they literally read a, an email six months earlier and remembered the story about me not being sure whether I should uh, hire a... Uh, 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 like a, a, a male assistant or a female assistant. I literally did an email about that for some reason. So, um, so you, you, you really do win with, uh, with, with an email list, with owning an email list. Um, so how do you actually grow it even more? And basically the, the, there's a, I want to look at this uh, in a more strategic level. It's not about the specific tactic. It's, it's actually a collection of, Of, uh, uh, tactics that you should approach so first of all um, you need a way to offer them something in return for them giving giving you uh, their email address and uh, the, the the market is already very mature in most of the places that I, I've been coaching in in America in Canada in the UK in Australia people are actually indoctrinated with email marketing so so if you just tell them here are five tips to Here's a cool cake recipe, something like that. It's not big enough. It's not like good enough. It's not surprising enough. It's not delightful uh, to, to do that. And as a result, um, it, it's not as efficient. So you want to really think about what can I give them that will wow uh, people. Um, for example, um, you could actually create a collection of, of games, a collection of activity sheets, Right? There's so many activity sheets out there that you could download. You could go to Etsy and find a bunch. It's like Canva templates and whatnot. So you could even brand that, that nice chunk of collection of uh, activity sheets. It could be in the character of uh, whatever character that you're doing. Of course, uh, uh, I don't, I don't like, it, like make sure that you're not uh, um, breaching any uh, copyright law or whatever. Uh, but basically... Uh, from my standpoint, you you take this sheet and you uh, activity sheet and you put it on your site gated when they want to download it, you they have to give you their email address. but you you don't stop there. You show that that the, every kid could get this. So you make sure that they know that there's something on your site. You could even make it into a game where they need to find a certain, caricature and click on it so it's a secret thing um, um, on top of having a page on it um, and you could have uh, a brochure for the parents instead that explains um, how to like some sort of a, of, of a brochure for uh, your services how much are they, do they cost and put that in a few places on your site um, you can you Uh, go into Facebook groups and be active on them and then like create like a gift uh, occasionally where again like some sort of a guide or some sort of a shortcut or some sort some like you really do need to experiment with this to find something that works for you and for for your type of clients um, I think that um, um, you can have a website with advertising leading to it which which will lead to more leads. And you could have squeeze pages. A squeeze page is a page that basically doesn't allow you to scroll around and browse through your site and see a lot of information. It's just one proposition. Hey, we have this. Do you want it? Yes or no? 
And if they say yes, they, they fill out uh, an email address and the name, and they give you the information for that. So, so quiz pages tend to tend to give more value on advertising, on Facebook, on 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 uh, on private messages. Um, so it's it's really there is no like one solution that works for all. I think that the most important bit is actually to get a lot of people to ask for a quote. Because that type of people are the ones that will respond the best to your newsletters. They 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 clearly have that need sometime for uh, a character entertainer or for an agency or for an like an agent. Um, so so I would prefer uh, like buying leads through advertising and marketing um, because I uh, just like it's just the best. And there are other ways like raffles and whatnot. I do not recommend raffles actually. Not only they are not as efficient in terms of terms of service of Facebook of Meta, they are also uh, they give you very low quality email addresses. So people that actually came in just because they might win a. One more tactic I did actually eventually with that uh, lady that had an agency of character entertainers, like, like 21 character entertainers, we actually did a swap where not swap, not a swap of emails. It was a little bit more subtle. Uh, we created an event together where I invite all of my past clients. She invites all of her past clients. Obviously she had a lot more, but they knew that they're going to have uh, the ZV Kiwi Magic Show, and they're going to have the character entertainers, and they're going to have some some soap, uh, some uh, some soap activities, um, uh, soap bubbles, and uh, and anyone that will show up to the event, sign the waiver that we are allowed to use the pictures, and in that waiver we collected their email as well. So we had at the end of it like 80 people that showed up to this to to this uh, big event where we we could follow up with them and tell them hey now that you know now that you've been in in our uh, summer party um we 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 would like to add you to our email list and like expect this and expect that amazing and i have actually two strategies that i that i currently use and currently teach my students so i would love to get your feedback on it the first one is uh, providing a free video to a client so in a pop-up on their one-page sales funnel it comes up and it says you know enter your email here in order to watch a free storytelling with elsa or you know a yoga with spider-man we, we we filmed so many videos during the pandemic i literally have a vault of like 40 videos that I give my students and they're all really professional. I mean, I spent hours on the green screen, you know, all, all the stuff, all the stops. And, uh, so I have the clients go to this page. It's a private page. Once they enter their email address, it brings them to a private page. It has the video of like um, story time with the ice queen. And then it has little coloring sheets that they can download. And then beneath that, it has a call to action to go back and say, you know, fill out an inquiry form. Would you like to book with us? So that way it not only gives the client a little teaser of what they can expect by working with the character entertainment agency, but it also provides value and then circles back to kind of the sale originally to incentivize the client to purchase. So that's one email capture strategy that we use on the website template that I provide to my students. The other one is I have a lot of students that uh, decide they want to go and they want to do, you know, free 
in-person, we call it guerrilla marketing, free in-person character experiences, you know, and, and, and go and advertise their services. And they're like, oh my gosh, your kitten is adorable. Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I can't handle it. For anybody that cannot, is listening to the podcast, but cannot see the video, he has an adorable kitten right now and it is precious. <laughs> okay. So, and then the other strategy that we use is that these events all have a QR code that I have them create and they can put this in a pop-up. And basically in order to take a photo with the character, they have to go to this QR code, enter their email address, and they have to show the confirmation page that they've signed up for the newsletter in order to get this free photo with a character. Wow. Uh, I love everything about these tactics. I especially like the first one because it's congruent the content and the storytelling is congruent with the character entertainer being hired. So I love, love, love that. It builds a really intimate relationship where you you actually provided value in advance. Um, uh, there was one more thing, like an extension to what you said with the QR code. Um, we actually used a silicone slap bracelet with the, sil with the QR code printed on it. So that silicone, uh, silicone, brass, uh, silicone slap bracelets actually are very safe for kids because uh, they can they cannot cut themselves if they slap themselves too hard because it's silicone and it actually lasts for many many years it's really high quality and um, on the QR code was uh, like games and magic trick a magic trick that you could do if you with a slap bracelet so they had a reason to to check it out it was congruent with with my service which was uh, like become a magician, learn how to become to do a ma to do magic too with with that slap bracelet. They love the slap bracelet anyway. They would play with it all day long and bring it to school and and to to preschool and and, and just uh, make their teachers crazy because they, of the noise. But uh, but but when they wanted to watch that uh, video, they they would have to uh, give uh, their email address. So so it's uh, in alignment and and yeah, these are great ideas. That's really wonderful. I love the idea of the, of the QR code on something that the kids will take with them and then having the email capture there. Like, that's a great idea. Amazing. Cool. So are there any other marketing strategies or tips that you would like to give to anybody that is, let's say they're on a budget or how about, how about the students that continue to boost their Instagram posts or their Facebook posts and they're not getting any traction from spending, you know, the $25 a week that it takes to boost a post. What sort of advertising recommendations would you give to someone that has a very small budget and has no idea how to run Instagram or Facebook ads? Um, well, I'm, I, I think I'm going to step on a few toes now. Uh, so I apologize in advance if, uh, if you're like like in marketing, if you're doing something and it works for you, keep on doing it. Don't listen to anyone. With that said, if Instagram boosting on occasional boost on Meta doesn't work for you, uh, you need to stop. Stop wasting your time. Stop wasting your money. I think that it is not. I I, I like to look at uh, marketing and advertising as if there's fast money and slow money. And fast money is the type of things that will get you a lot of gigs fast and you'll notice. You'll actually notice what am I doing that actually works. And slow money is so frustrating that it feels like busy work. It feels like nothing is moving and you don't even know. And when it doesn't, when it does work, 
you're so excited, but actually you're eating crumbs. And the other people that are doing the five most efficient things to get leads, they're crushing it and you don't understand how come they can actually um, afford education, afford coaches, how can they build an agency? It's because they're using marketing tunnels that are fast and not the slow ones. So actually these days, it used to be, it used to be just, just two years ago, um, there was a big change in technology. There was the iOS 14 change uh, in privacy policy changes and Facebook's algorithm changed dramatically. Before the change, it used to cost $5,000 on advertising budget to get the algorithm to sync in with you. So basically, you have to pay $5,000 first and try different audience, try different messages, try different visuals before you manage to figure out what's working for you. These days, it's worse. It's actually close to $20,000 for a business to figure out their budget for meta and boosting type of advertising. It's that bad. So I actually recommend take, and even then it's not fast enough. So it's just ridiculously bad unless, 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 unless you're doing something that was never seen ever in your area period, right? Like you actually have created a character that is completely unique and no one is doing character entertainment in your area. And like, it's just the pictures, the videos are just phenomenal. If you have that advantage, you can win in, 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 in uh, Facebook advertising. That's why, for example, people with a foam cannon, foam cannon produces this huge stack of like, of majestic foam. And for the kids at the tennis that are doing foam, parties and they have a good video of the foam party and they pro promote that on, on Facebook because it's quite uh, new, it's, it, 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 then they, they, they seem to get results, except for that niche. Um, all of the rest of the event industry, and I've studied this uh, in many, many campaigns that I've personally managed, it's not as efficient. So what is a, a different route of advertising? Well. Actually, um, like having a strong, beautiful website and Google ads work, still work, despite the competition, despite everything. It just works. It works fast. But so how can you afford, how can you afford it? Because now you need a beautiful website. Well, I really don't know. Raise your fees first, uh, take a loan, like, you know, that person that fixes cars and they need the machine that takes the car and, and, and lift it up, the lift up the, the car machine, that must cost like, like, like half a million dollars or something. And they can't even open shop without it. We're so lucky. We're so lucky in, the, in this uh, character entertainment business where we could become a character for like within, within a few weeks time, we can actually already have a service. So um, if you really want to make it into a professional business, you probably should go with what works, which is a really nice website. Invest in your pictures. Take, like, pay for a photographer, a professional photographer, or, or barter with them, or, or have a friend with, uh, take your pictures. But try to get really high-end, like uh, DSLR cam uh, uh, camera level of quality type of pictures and put them on your, on your website 
and throw that money, that budget into Google Ads, you'll just see way faster results. Amazing. Yeah. And I actually, I mean, I did try Google Ads with my specific uh, character entertainment company that I own and I didn't have success, but I think that's because I had no idea how to run Google Ads. So are there any tips that you would give to someone in regards to how to get started with Google Ads and how to not waste money? Wow. Uh, there's, there's so many. Um, um, this is something that uh, I really, I really hope I could um, do uh, a demonstration with you personally at some point, because we have in the Kids at the Dinner Academy, uh, which is at kidsatthedinnerhub.com, we actually have a all hands on deck every week where people show up and say, hey, can you look into my Google Ads? And we go in and and we actually figure out uh, these things uh, all the time for, for our clients. Um, so I would say, uh, this is really, I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, off the cuff, I'm giving what I now know as the best tips ever. So like the best tips that, that I can give. So first of all, start with a search campaign. The search campaign cannot include display uh, 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 advertising, only search. So it's only when people are searching for a keyword. Um, start with uh, um, all the keywords must be with uh, exact match or phrase match, but not broad match. That means that Google cannot change the meaning of a word or the order of the word. If it is exact match, it has to include the exact keyword as is. If it's phrase match, they can add the location at the end or for higher at the end. Uh, but I would recommend starting with with just um, just 30 keywords on that are on one topic, like that are clearly talking about uh, what you do and um, write good copy for them with tools like ChatGPT. Um, you can go in and just ask the, the tool, hey, can you write me a headline? Can you write me a description? So it's not actually that, that difficult. Um, don't spend a lot of money at the beginning, spend $10 a day just to try it out. At some point, you want to go to 20. And at some point, if you are uh, if you are serious about how much money you make in a year, you should actually spend 10% or more, depending on if, or if you want to grow or grow fast. So businesses that want to grow fast actually should spend 20 to 30% back into the business immediately, into advertising, into marketing, into coaching. But if you are already growing and you're already big, at least 10% should go into advertising and that could help you realize how much money to spend each, each uh, day. And um, it's like a magic tap. You could like pause for a few days. If you're busy, you could, you could increase it a bit when, when you're seeing it, that it is working. It's not a, a, something to set and forget. You actually should monitor it once a week, make sure that, um, that you're not uh, advertising on, keywords that are not with a high buy intent. Um, and, and I think that um, the secret is really to start small, to start with a small area in terms of location. Don't like just the area that you're comf comfortable with. Start with a few keywords, 30 of them even, and slowly grow only when it works for you. Um, so I think, I hope, oh, and the last tip, is in, in, when you are putting in your copy, uh, the copy should not be about you. The copy, the, 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 the lines in the advertising, it's only words. 
you can't uh, really put like an ad like on Facebook, like a, with a video I, uh, in a search uh, campaign. So um, <clears throat> the words, the copy should be about the experience. Uh, we've seen this again and again. When you say your name in the ad, people actually don't click on the ad as much. And when you say what experiences, right, like like the specific character or the specific uh, uh, responses that the kids will will uh, uh, have and the compliments and whatnot and what makes you special, um, when you go for that, um, then uh, people respond well um, and, uh, and, and you will be getting traffic uh, uh, of hot leads. Uh, that people uh, will go to your to your uh, email list. They'll go into your business. They'll step into your shop, basically virtually. So yeah, it's these are the few a few of the fastest uh, tips I could find. Those are wonderful. Thank you so much, Siv. And I would definitely love to bring you in the VIP membership, the VIP club, to talk about how you can strategize and make a successful Google ad campaign. So hopefully we can get that scheduled within the next couple of months. And thank you just so much for coming on the podcast today. You are so talented and I love the value that you bring to our community and you're so educated and you have such a very specific coaching strategy that I really admire especially coming from a software development background. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast, sharing your expertise, and for starting this collaboration with me. It really means a lot. Thank you. And thank you for everyone for listening. And if you want to learn more about becoming a magician, uh, you can uh, head on over to listen to the free podcast, kidsentertainerhub.com with the Kids Entertainer podcast. And there's also free resources there. And uh, of course, our uh, membership uh, with Kids Entertainer Academy. And if you're into balloons, balloons are actually very profitable um, with both balloon twisting and balloon decor. Both of them are, are amazing for event, decorate, for event uh, planners to have as a supplemental uh, service. And that's uh, one of the reasons why we created uh, balloonartistcollege.com and balloonartistpodcast.com so that people could start free and uh, grow with us once they're ready. And uh, we have over, over uh, in total, we have over uh, 140 online courses uh, in those platforms and uh, over 1,000 lectures and uh, just hundreds of uh, Canva templates and shortcuts and, and check, checklists and, and resources. Uh, so you can, and, 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 you know, the weekly coaching in, in the All Hands on Deck. So, um, t take a look at this if you are interested in m learning more about magic or about balloons and good luck with your business. Yes, wonderful. And I'll also make sure to put all of those links in the description below for anybody that's interested. So thank you so much again, Ziv. I appreciate you and I look forward to having you on the podcast again very soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by visiting me on Instagram at bippity-boppity-bankrolls or visit me on my website at bippity-boppity-bankrolls.com. I love and I adore you and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Have a magical day.